From the Spec Network, this is Fragmented, an Android developer podcast where we talk about building good software and becoming better Android developers. I'm Don Felker. And I'm Kaushik Gopal. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks again for joining us again. I know we say this a lot, but Kaushik and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us chat and ramble on about random things around Android development. So thanks again for taking the time to be with us today. Today we're going to have a little short little episode, a little mini fragment on a topic that's been very interesting to me and it's been very useful. Um, It's a library that I use and that library is actually called Autodispose. So we're going to talk about what Autodispose is, why you would want to use it, and how you can go ahead and implement it and some some of the things that I've done when working with it. So first let's initially start off with what is Autodispose. Uh, Autodispose is a library built by the team over at Uber. So if you go to github.com slash Uber slash auto dispose, it is basically automatic binding and disposal of RX Java to streams. So some of you may be scratching your head of like, well, what does that even mean? Well, basically, let's think about some common situations in which we would like to use uh, RX Java. We maybe are communicating with a API endpoint or we're, you know, tracking a bunch of, uh, you know, gestures on the screen or various different things are happening and we're using rx java to do that now as you know we need to if we subscribe to an observable then we need to make sure that we are disposing of that properly otherwise we can introduce memory leaks quite easily in rx java especially in the context of android you know we can leak all different kinds of stuff so that could be a topic all in itself but the main issue is here is a lot of times we forget to actually dispose of things. We may be writing the code. You'll type in a particular thing saying, all right, I want to subscribe to this. And then on the, you know, on the next iteration of this, whatever is emitted, I want to perform some type of operation. Uh, and if you're using libraries like the arrow Kotlin library, then you could be doing some, you know, fold operators and all different kinds of stuff. And what ends up happening, I've found in my experience is that I'll be writing this code and then all of a sudden uh, I'll kind of build everything out and I'm like, all right, cool. This works exactly how I want it. Maybe I've even written an espresso test for it or you know, whatever kind of test for this. And then it works. I'm like, all right, great. And I push it up and I push up a pull request. And then uh, all of a sudden I realize when I'm looking at my own diff that great, uh, I did not even you know, set up a disposable um, for that subscription. Now that could be a single disposable. It could be a composite disposable. And a lot, very often these things are very easy to miss because you're just reading the code and it makes sense. Okay, we're going to subscribe to this stream. We're going to do this. Then this is going to happen. Okay, that makes sense. And you're thinking logically about what the app's doing. And it's really easy sometimes to miss that. Oh, you didn't return a disposable and you're not cleaning up after yourself in regards to RxJava. That could be a memory leak that we're going to expose right there. Uh, it could be big, could be large. Again, that depends on your situation. And this is kind of where auto dispose comes in here and helps out uh, for basically scoping disposal and cancellation of RX to Java streams. Um, that's very, you know, common. What we'll normally do in this situation without something like auto dispose is again, we'll set up a disposable uh, wherever we subscribe to it. And then in the on stop of an activity or whatever, or, you know, fragment, et cetera, wherever you're using, you may decide hey, at this point, I want to unsubscribe if you're using like RxJava1 or you're going to dispose in RxJava2. Now, 
one important note here. I did say Arc Java 1 there. This library auto dispose is for Arc Java 2. So if you're using Arc Java 1, can't use this yet, but I will make a mention of a library that you can use that might kind of help you start migrating over to Rx Java 2. But hopefully you're on Rx Java 2. So again, this is Rx Java 2. Uh, so you're going to have a disposable and you forgot to dispose that. Now you could be using, like I said, a regular disposable or you could be using a composite disposable. So that's kind of what the situation that we normally encounter in regular Rx Java 2 land is. Auto dispose makes this a lot easier because we don't have to actually manage those, you know, the cancellations and the disposables ourselves. What we can actually do is have an observable. Uh, we can, you know, perform our other operations on it, such as, you know, we're going to do flat maps and we're going to do other, you know, other types of things on the observable. And then what we'll actually say when we're using the auto disposable library and you've added it to Gradle, etc., you'll say dot as auto disposable, and then you'll pass in a provider. Uh, and this is the provider that you want to use as the scoping mechanism for it to dispose of something. Now, uh, the documents actually on the website are, um, they seem, in my opinion, kind of incomplete um, because it was hard to follow. Actually, I had to go take a look at a few examples. But once I saw the example, it was uh, very easy. I'll post it in the show notes for you to how to how I'm currently doing it. Uh, so anyway, you can do observable dot, you know, flat map or whatever, or you could just say your regular observable dot auto dispose this and then dot subscribe. And then what that will do, it was will basically automatically attach a, a type of a listener. If you want to think about it, it's a provider. Actually, it's a scope provider to say, Hey, when this particular type of event happens in the scope, then we want to go ahead and dispose of something. So now out of the box, there are, you know, there are other ones in, like out of the box that you can use. And the one that you're mainly going to use right out of the gate when you're first working with this is going to be the Android lifecycle scope provider, most likely. And so, for example, what I'll have here is I'll have an observable. I might say observe on the, you know, the main thread. Uh, I'll say auto dispose, uh, you know, the auto disposable. And then I'll pass in the scope provider and the scope provider will then be a type of provider that we're going to use. And what you can use right out of the box is there's the Android lifecycle cycle scope provider. And then what you need to do is pass it an instance of a basically a life cycle owner. And that life cycle owner is going to be perhaps a fragment, going to be an activity or something like that. And then what that will do is it'll tell auto dispose that, hey, well, you know what you need to do is while this stream is doing whatever it's doing, if something happens, I want you to go ahead and cancel and dispose of this when a particular event happens. So for example here, I'm looking at the source code as I talk right now. This is the Android lifecycle scope provider. This is the scope that is going to happen. And what it's going to say, hey, is you know what? If the last event that happened was on create, then I want you to basically, uh, we're going to auto dispose on destroy. If the last event that happened was on start, then we want to do it on on stop. If it was on resume, we'll do on pause. If it was on pause, we'll do on stop. Uh, and then et cetera, et cetera. And you can actually take a look at the source code again. This is just the Android lifecycle scope provider.java. This is in the auto dispose library. It's given to you for free. So it's real easy to use. Uh, I'm again, looking at the source code I have now, I'm basically saying the observable dot auto, you know, as auto disposable, passing in the lifecycle scope provider, because I need a scope provider and pass in the lifecycle owner, which is going to be the fragment or whatever, or anything of that instance itself. So that's pretty easy. Now that's how you're going to do it in, in typical Java land. Now, thankfully this also works very well with Kotlin. Now in Kotlin, it's actually a little bit easier and I've kind of slipped up a couple of times when I said this and you can actually use something called dot 
auto disposable. So you can say, you know, whatever my observable is dot auto disposable, pass in the lifecycle scope provider. And this could be the, you know, the Android lifecycle scope provider. And you could say, um, it would then automatically see that scope and then you can subscribe to it, do whatever you want to do. Now, this is, you know, basically some syntactic sugar, which makes it real nice and basically creates a life cycle scope uh, provider and does everything for you fairly easily. Uh, so it's just a couple of less keystrokes, a lot easier to do inside of Kotlin. So let's talk about these scope providers for a second. So inside of the documentation, they say a scope provider is an abstraction that allows objects to expose and control and provide their own scopes. It's particularly useful for objects with simple scopes. So basically stop when I stop or very custom state that requires custom handling. So there's, you know, you can build your own scope provider. Thankfully, I haven't really had to do that yet with anything that I'm working with because the basic Android stuff is usually what I'm looking for. However, there are some instances where maybe the typical scope provider is not what you need. So I'm going to hop back over to the code here and I'm looking at it here. There is other providers that are out there as well. And so, for example, we have, I think it's the view scope provider I'm going to look at here is a typing it as I talk here to double check it. Yep. It's called the view scope provider that provides scoping for Android view classes. So you can actually provide the scope for those views. Maybe you're using custom views. You need to subscribe, do some stuff inside of there. That's kind of built for you. Uh, there's also other providers that are built for you as well, such as the test lifecycle scope provider. So this is very interesting. What I have found useful is sometimes I need to provide scope uh, kind of injected or inside of my class. So I need to know what scope provider to use. And so maybe I'll provide that via a method. So when I perform a method, I'll say, hey, here's a scope provider I want you to use because maybe I have a service class that's not directly inside of a activity or fragment, but it's somewhere kind of in the middle of my hierarchy, but I need a scope provider. And so what I'll do is I'll just pass in a lifecycle scope provider or some type of scope provider in itself. And inside of my application, I might use the Android lifecycle scope provider. And inside of test, I might use the test lifecycle scope provider so I can make sure my tests execute correctly and so forth. So there's various different types of lifecycle scope providers that you could use. You could also build your own and so forth and so forth. Uh, and I mean, just general scope providers that you could have on your own. So now let's talk about it again. How, how does this work? Just to recap here, when we have the auto dispose library in our application and we're using it and we're using in java.as auto dispose we pass in the light the scope provider or in kotlin would be dot auto disposable we pass in the scope provider what would happen is i could just do that directly inside of the class that i'm working in and then what would happen is based upon everything that's in auto dispose it would say hey it looks like for some reason the activity or the fragment has now stopped i'm going to go ahead and cancel this and auto dispose of this for you so it makes it a lot easier for you to manage your subscriptions uh, much more easily. Now, one of the other cool things that you can do is you can also tell auto dispose like, hey, you know what? Um, I actually only want you to dispose on this particular event here. So here's the lifecycle owner. So when I'm creating my, like my Android lifecycle scope provider, I'm going to use that again. I can say uh, android.lifecycleprovider.from, and this is how I create an instance of it. I can either just say, hey, here's the lifecycle owner, and it's gonna give me the kind of the default you know, the standard ones, or I can provide like an over override for it and say, Hey, here's the lifecycle owner I want to use. And Hey, here is the event that is when the scope is valid until. So maybe I really don't want it to end on, on pause for whatever reason. I want it to wait till like on destroy. I maybe have some 
certain things that need to happen and I need to control that. Auto dispose allows you to control that on a per call basis if you would like, which is very, very useful. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other things in, you can have in here. Uh, there's boundary resolvers, which we could, you know, you can spend a lot more time into, but in short, it makes life a whole lot easier for you to work with RX Java two streams. Uh, and it's just literally as simple as adding a few lines uh, to your, your build.gradle file. What I recommend you doing if you're interested in this is actually go in, go to the you know github.com slash uber slash autodispose. Take a look at the sample. They have a sample inside of here uh, and it shows you how autodispose kind of works with a couple of samples. And you can kind of take a look at the various implementations. Um, you know, they have Kotlin and, and Java and so forth. Uh, so they have ones where they're, you know, you're going to dispose with a view. Uh, they're going to show you how to implement basic different types of um, events and so forth with different scopes. They have ones for view models, activities, fragments, view holders. So all these different types of things where you may end up using ArcJava 2, where it's very common that you would use it. They kind of give you some examples of how to implement these different types of things, which is awesome, makes it fantastic. They also kind of have some other examples inside of here. Uh, you know, how you're going to build a uh, view holder, maybe on Java uh, with auto dispose and all over the place. So great, great to see the two implementations are in Java and in Kotlin, which is fantastic. And just as a fun little side note, something I literally just found out probably about an hour ago when I was on Twitter, is that uh, one of the folks who works at Uber, which is Zach Swears, is has a a test project, I would call it. It's called Ketchup. And it's not like the ketchup you put on your fries. It's like C-A-T-C-H-U-P, ketchup. Like I want to catch up on, you know, some some work or catch up on, you know, what's been changing. Uh, and he's used this this project as kind of a, a place where he can test out ideas. And, you know, we all kind of have those test projects. But Zach has done quite a bit of with it. And um, this is actually where Autodispose kind of came out of, which was very interesting to learn this morning. So uh, I'll be sure to provide a link to catch up as well. So you can go ahead and, and check out that repository that Zach has so kindly created. Thanks again, Zach, for that. And say thanks again for the folks over at Uber for creating Autodispose. So to recap, if you're looking of a good and easy way to make sure that you're not leaking any memory inside of RxJava 2 and how to make your code a little bit cleaner, a little bit more testable, and kind of just easier to use in regards to RxJava 2, take a look at Autodispose. That's at github.com slash uber slash autodispose. Make yourself a happier developer by just slapping on another method call, just chaining it on there, dot auto disposable, and let the magic happen for you. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. That's it for the show, folks. Fragmented is hosted by Don Felker and me, Kaushik Gopal. We edit and produce all the episodes here on Fragmented. Sarah the Amazing Jackson from the Spec Network helps with production assistance and wraps our final mix. Our theme and ad music is by the national recording artist Blueprint from Weightless Recordings. You can find more Fragmented episodes at fragmentedpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode.